Hello, and welcome to the Alternative Podcast, coming to you from San Andres Island. Thanks so much for joining us today. Now here is Pastor Eddie with this week's message. As I was explaining earlier in the introduction, we have... Um, we, we, we are part of the universal church, but as a local church, we have certain things in particular and specific that we want to accomplish as we live in this environment and in our context. There are four things that we want to do. Number one, we want to fulfill Christ's mission. We want to equip, secondly, we want to equip our families. We want also to commit, to multiply, to create more disciples, more people that we trust and follow Jesus as we do. And uh, fourthly, we want to uplift or empower or serve our community. Those are the four distinctives that we want to accomplish. That's when you ask about us or whoever asks about us or want to know what we are all about or what we want to accomplish, those are the four things that we want to do. That's why we are so heavy about creating a family culture. We want to build strong family. And we want to be about the mission of Christ, which is to make disciples. And Jesus said to make disciples, you need to explain and teach them the word of God. And one I think that we try to elevate highly is here, is that we want to teach and clarify the word of God. We want to multiply, we want to grow together as disciples, and we want to serve our community. So those are the four things. Mission, family, multiplication, and community. Today, this morning, or right now, not this today, this morning, but now I want to invite you to open your Bible as we look at what we are going to do to equip our families. I want to invite you to open your Bibles to Acts chapter 16. And let's read verse 31 through the verse 34. Many of you are familiar with this, um, this chapter, Acts chapter 16. Uh, many of you uh, perhaps have preached or have heard a sermon preached on Acts chapter 16. As Paul and as Silas was in uh, Philippi, as they were preaching the gospel there, um, something happened and um, we find a portion where he found some tools to equip the family. So let's sit tight and let's converse about this passage in Acts chapter 16, verse 31 to the verse 34. And it says, if you have it, it says, Amen. Amen. <laughs> they replied, verse 31, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Immediately, he and his household were baptized. Verse 34. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God and his whole household. Four times we find this word household or house or family. It's very important because the author is writing and it is helping us understand the importance of the home and the household or family. Let's pray this morning as we talk on this subject. Let's equip. Let's equip. Father, I thank you for your word. Help us to find tools to equip our family in this context and in this environment that we are living. It's not easy. We have a lot, of, um, a lot of options and we have a lot of things going on. But we need to know what we can do from the word of God to equip our family. And this story is not the exception. The exception regard God of Paul and Silas as they preach the word of God in a very heavy and difficult culture. I pray, God, that you help us and open our eyes and our hearts 
to receive your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. <coughs> Every farmer uses a specific tool or equipment in order to beautify their farm and to make it look spotless. Would you agree with that? Who likes to go into a farm and find a lot of bush and you have to duck out and they have to find ways to get through so you can see what the farmer has in his farm? So every farmer has to use tools and equipment in order to make his or her farm look good and well organized. Every fisherman has to use or uses a specific tool or plan to fish for kingfish or bonito fish. Right? They can't use the same tool. I remember when I used to go fishing and we used to throw bonito fish. We never used to use the same tool that we used to use to, uh, when we used to, what we call sound, and go on uh, deep water to catch red snapper and things like that. We use different tools and equipment for different fish so that we can catch them. Alright? And every teacher uses a specific teaching guide or a pedagogical plan to equip or to accomplish their learning outcomes. If you want to accomplish certain outcomes within your classroom, you have to use some specific teaching guides or pedagogical plan as you who are teachers know about that. So let me say this then. Likewise, every family today in San Andres, we need some tools and some specific tools, I would say, in order to equip our family to withstand the wave and to withstand the assault of the enemy against our family today. I do not know if you are aware, but the enemy is after our family. And we need to have specific tools in order to preserve our ways in the midst of everything that is going on, in the midst of the messiness and the chaos of our community. We need to have some tools that we need to use in order to empower and to equip and to build and strengthen our family in order to face the temptations, the challenges and the circumstances that our children and even us as parents are facing in this world today. We need some tools. That's why in the alternative or here at the alternative family and according to our manual or handbook on the page number 10, we have a tool that we decided to use in order to equip and to build healthy family in this culture. If you would remember on our page 10, it's have this as outline. It says, listen to what it says on page number 10. You can go home and read it back. Our church is built around this distinctive we are committed to not fill your week with programs and activities to keep you busy, but provide simple opportunities for men, women, and children to be equipped to worship as a family. In other words, we want to pull families together. We don't want to push families apart. That is what we have in our distinctive. Furthermore, we wholeheartedly believe that the strength of the local church is dependent on the strength of our familial churches. Everything begins with the family. This distinctive impacts the philosophy in every area of our church. We will always ask the following question. Does this help parents teach their families the ways of God? In other words, what we are trying to do is we are trying to equip our families here at the Alternative Family for one thing as we summarize what our handbook said. We believe 
healthy and strong families builds healthy churches. So if our families are not healthy, don't expect that we are going to have a healthy alternative church. We need to have healthy families so that we can have healthy churches. So that means that we need to be committed here at the alternative family to be plugged in. That's why we started something that we call Adapting Families, led by Deacon Jimmy and his team. They, what they do is that if we have any troubles or circumstances in our family, you can contact Deacon Jimmy and his team, and they will assign people to your family to work with you, no matter the trouble, no matter the difficulty, no matter the heartache that you are facing. We are not going to scandalize your trouble. We are going to work with you through your trouble. That's why we decided that when we come together, we want to be equipped and we are empowering people with responsibilities throughout the church so that they can go out and equip families so that we can have healthy churches. Do you know that when you are weak as a family, do you know that our church is weak? Because our church is built upon your family. Our family is built upon your family. So we want to build healthy family. So I want to invite you to come down to Acts chapter 16 and the verse 31 and through the verse 34. And as we take a closer look at this um, text, we find Paul and Silas on their missionary journey. They are fulfilling the mission that God has assigned them. But they were prevented from speaking and proclaiming the name of Jesus because in that culture, Jesus Christ was not accepted. At that time, they used to call Jesus and his disciples the, the way and the followers of the way. And as they were coming, a girl saw them and said, These are the ministers who proclaim the way. Paul and Silas knew that they could not preach Jesus in that context, but they decided that they are going to take the risk and something happened to them. And when that thing happened to them, they threw them into prison. And a jailer was responsible of doing two things to Paul and Silas. What was his responsibility? He was, make, he was to make sure that Paul and Silas were treated as a convict, the worst of the worst. Beat them, no give them food. When they were beaten up, they were not supposed to heal them, the wounds and take care of them. They were supposed to leave them there to death. But one thing happened. The Bible says at midnight, Paul and Silas began to pray and the prison cell broke out and all the prisoners could have escaped but Paul and Silas decided we are not going to escape and in that culture it was an offense for a man of that statue as a jailer to see all of the prisoners escape you know what would happen they would prefer to kill themselves <coughs> and that is what happened this man was about to kill himself this man was about to destroy his life and his family life and it was in that moment, Paul said, hold on, stop. You know what Paul was doing? Paul was saving not only this man's life. Paul was saving the life of this man and his family. Because they would be left without a father. And within that time frame, if you were left without the, the leadership of the head, that means that the wife would have to become a prostitute and the wife would have to sell her son. Look at the crisis that we have here. The crisis is that this man was thinking about... Let me pass and say this. Listen to me, family, or heads, or fathers. We who are married or we who are family, every decision you make does not only impact your life, it impacts your family's life. That's why we need to know what we are doing. When we see that beautiful girl over there and we want to go over there because it is our desire, but we have a family, listen to me. Make sure that you ask God for strength and say, God, chop up the eye or something. 
but don't go over there because listen, it will not only affect you, but it will affect your family. Amen. Every decision that we make in life, it does not only affect all, us individually, it affects our entire family. So hear me fathers and hear me mothers and hear me parents. Make sure we make decisions that will equip and build our family and don't make selfish decisions. This man's selfish decision was about to destroy his home. But thank God, the very people that he hurted, the very people that he had secured in the prison decided said you know what i'm going to step up and i'm going to do something to save not only your life but i'm going to save your family life you see that the very people that he tried to prevent to stay where they were or hurt became the very people that came and helped this man the people that we least expect are those that will help us which brings us to this argument that i want to make this morning i'll write this down Jesus must be Lord of our lives for him to be Lord of our homes. Let me repeat that. Jesus must be Lord of our lives for him to be Lord of our homes. We want to have healthy homes, but we don't want to have Jesus as Lord in our hearts and our lives. Jesus must be first in our life so that he can be transferred and he can go over into our home and in every fear of our life, in every area of our life. If Jesus is not Lord of our life, Jesus is not going to be Lord of anything that we have or anything that we do. That means that we first must have Jesus as Lord in our life. And this is where we come to this man. This man in our text shows through Paul and Silas, some tools that they use in order to establish Jesus as Lord of this man's life and Jesus as Lord of this man's home. What are the tools? The number one is Jesus must be Lord. <laughs> Simple tool. The Lord, Jesus must be Lord. Paul and Silas use the Lord as the primary tool for a turnaround in the life of this jailer and his family in our text. Remember, at this point, this jailer has seen, listen to this, this jailer has seen a miracle. This jailer has seen Jesus move among the prisoners and open up the cell and cause these men to move out. And this man, even though he has seen a move of God, a miracle of God, that was not sufficient to save him. Why I say that? Because when we come to verse number 13, Acts chapter 16, even when the miracle were, was happening and the cell, jail were open up, this man knew that God was moving, but yet God was not Lord of his life. Look at verse number 30. In verse number 30, listen to what he said. Sars... What must I do to be saved? That means that this man, although he has seen a miracle, although he has experienced a miracle, although he's seen Jesus moving and Jesus working and Jesus impacting other people's lives, Jesus was not Lord of his life. And I'm afraid that this is what is happening in San Andreas today. We see Jesus move. We see miracles that Jesus happened. And we hang up on miracles, but we don't make Jesus Lord of our lives. 
And we go after the miracles, but we don't go after the Lord. As listen to what Paul and Silas said, I give you though the tool. In verse 31, Paul and Silas said to them, Hey, not only that you need to see Jesus moving as Lord, but you need to make Jesus Lord of your life. Look at verse 31. Listen to what verse 31 said. They said, Paul and Silas said to them, Believe in the Lord Jesus. And what would happen? And you will be saved. Did Paul and Silas say, Hug up on the miracles and you will be saved? He said, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and who else? And your whole soul. That word, you and your whole soul, should be read as your whole soul as they believe, they also will be saved. So what Paul is showing us, we must be persuaded and we must deposit, it, deposit our trust in Jesus Christ as Lord for us to be saved and for our families to be saved. Because this word believe means to be persuaded. It means to place your confidence in, in or someone, to put your trust in someone. It signifies in this sense of the word, reliance upon Jesus Christ as Lord. Listen to this. It does not only mean not saying, I believe Jesus, but actually put your trust in Jesus. Hear me what I want to say here, family. It's possible for us to see and experience miracles behind miracles in our life and even so Jesus is not Lord of our lives. We can experience our kind of thunderous miracle but yet Jesus is not Lord of our life. Why know that? Because we can make ourselves Lord instead of making Jesus guiding our life. Let me explain myself. To believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, think about this. I have here my device and I have here my Bible. I can see, I can hear, and I can know that this stand can hold up my Bible and my iPad. But what is the difference that I see and I know and I heard that this stand can keep my iPad and my Bible and I don't put it on it? Is that trusting that this can hold you up? What must happen? I must what? Deposit right there. I must place it on the stand in order to make sure that this stand can actually keep up this iPad and the Bible. That is what believing in the Lord is. Is to take your life out of your own hand and put it in the hand of Jesus and say, Jesus, I no longer have control of my life. You are the one who has control over my life. That means that if we really believe Jesus, we will not continue to make decisions in our own strength and based upon our own knowledge. We are going to let go of ourselves from our own self and give our life to Jesus. So have you given your life to Jesus today? Have you deposited your life in Jesus' hand today? Or you say, I believe in Jesus. Jesus, I know that you are Lord, but yet in my heart, I have not made you Lord. And that is the kind of discipleship that we have today. We have plenty say, 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 but we don't have plenty heart, heart, heart. Serious. I have seen people that say that they believe in God and, and they are this and that. And when I get in the environment that they are in, my goodness, it's only words. There's no heart. They make, they make your life impossible. They make your life hell. They make your life so miserable. And you wonder, I even talked to a friend, I said, you believe this? friend said, hey, you believe this? This person is bringing God through from heaven to earth. And when we get there in our group, this person is the devil himself. 
A ese y se 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 Bono jara Hoy, hoy, digo Tire, puro bat Tire, tire, Alright So what, what is happening here? The Lord must be the center of our lives For Him to be at the center of our family life So don't try to change and save your family in your own strength. Try to make Jesus Lord of your life first. What is the solution? Paul said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord. Why Paul said that? Because in that culture, they had many gods. They worshiped many gods. And because they had many gods... And they worship many gods. Paul said, you have to choose between these gods and make Jesus God over them. And that's problematic. You know why that's problematic? Because in the Roman culture, if you give up your gods and you give up your idols, that means that you are renouncing your people and your identity. Basically, you are renouncing your essence. And Paul said, listen, my friend, at times when we are going to follow Jesus, we have to give up ourselves. You know, and that is the reason why we don't follow Jesus and no Miss Elena. We want over here tingo. And we want over here tango. We want to play, um, how they play that game in the Mundial, they call it um, ping pong. Beep, bop. Hey, you go over there, you go back over here. We want over here, and we want over here. Pastor, mm-mm. Can't work. Believe in the Lord Jesus. So my question for us this morning is this. What is causing you to only say you believe in Jesus but not trusting Jesus? Who is causing you to say that you believe in Jesus but not trusting Jesus? My friend, you can't see a transformation and a turnaround in your family if Jesus is not Lord of your life. And that's the first two. Jesus must be Lord, not of your family, of your life. And what happened? Look at the other two. The other two is the word. The first one is the Lord. The second one is the word. Let me explain this. Look at the two that Paul and Silas use in our text, which is the word. Even though they wanted Paul and Silas to stop preach and teach about the word of God, they continue. As a result, the word of the Lord made a significant impact on this man's life that caused them a lot of pain. Okay. Let's do a literary analysis. Let's go back a little bit. Let's go back to verse number 16 in Acts 16. Follow me. Let's go back to Acts 16, verse 16, and let's read on to verse 24. And let me show you here. What is happening here? Paul, even though they were prevented from preaching and teaching the word, they continue, and because of they continue to preach the word, something happened in the life of one person. You know what caught my attention when I was reading that? Even us, we want to see multitude follow us. But maybe God called you to save one. Amen. That in all of the suffering and the pain that you face, maybe God is calling you from your position, wherever God have you, to make an impact in one person's life. Instead of fighting to make an impact or a position to make an impact in many people's life, maybe God is calling you to be faithful in one particular area and make an impact on one person's life. Let me explain you. Look at verse 16. Once we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money 
for her, for her owners by fortune telling. Verse 17, she followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of what? The most high God. Doing what? Who are telling you the way to be what? Saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul got enough. Paul said, I am annoyed. I am tired. I am, I am done with you. I am going to address this problem. In verse 18, Paul finally became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, in the name of myself. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ. He said, I command. You see, the decree or the command did not come in his name. The decree or the command come in whose name? So when we pray, we say, I command in the name of who? Jesus, you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. When her owners realized that the hope of money making was gone, look at the problem now. They seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. Verse 20, they brought them before the magistrates and said, these men are Jews and are throwing our city into what? An uproar by advocating customs and laws unlawful for us as Romans to accept or practice. Verse 22, the crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas and the magistrate ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. Why? Because they were preaching and teaching the word. And look at what happened, verse 23 to the verse 24. After they had been severely flagged, they were thrown into prison. And now the most important character in our story. And the jailer was commanded to do what? Carefully. Guide them carefully. When I read that and I go back to verse 31, I said, but wait, this man, from verse 32, this man was meant to guide them carefully. That means that he was meant to protect them and to heal these people's wounds. And this man leave them there to death. This same jailer. But you know what? I like with Paul and Silas. Even in their difficulties and even in their suffering, they never give up from preaching and teaching the word of God. I don't care what the problem that you might be facing, you know. I don't care if you have messed up and sinned. Remember, God has a calling on your life. Get up and do what God called you. And as you continue to follow Jesus and walk and do what God called you, all them burden and heaviness on your life will be shaved off and come off. And then you will continue walking with the Lord because you were trying in your own strength. But as long as you do what God called you to do, God will give you the strength to overcome whatever weakness you have. Whatever doubt you might have, whatever the struggle you might have. And I love Paul because they did not stop from preaching the word. How I know that? Look at verse 32. Verse 32 said, Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. But Paul, you should not teach and preach the word. And Paul said, I don't care if my life is taken away. I am going to do what God called me to do. Your obedience can be a deliverance for somebody else. Your obedience to the Lord can be the salvation of somebody else. What Paul is showing us, him and Silas, that we should not let people cancel us. They have a philosophy out there today, they call cancel culture. If you don't agree with what the vast majority of people are saying, you need pop. They silence you. You have to look like everybody else. 
You have to do things like everybody else. So regardless of the situation, let us be faithful to the Word of God. I like what in his book entitled, I'm, I'm reading a powerful book. I wish I, I could get a copy for all of us men to read. Kingdom Values, Character Over Chaos by Tony Evans. I know many of you have heard about uh, that, that Tony Evans. is a book that was introduced to me by Pastor Raphael, a friend of mine. And we, we are reading this book. And it caught my attention something that he said about the Word of God. He said, you cannot be Jesus' disciples and ignore his word. You cannot be Jesus' disciple and reject his word. You cannot say you are a kingdom disciple and not hold God's inerrant word in his highest esteem. He adds, what's missing in our culture today is Christians who will stand on God's word with the right attitude and right spirit of kindness and humility, but also with crystal clear clarity as to what it says because his word is flawless. You know what he was saying? We can't make TikTok, Facebook, YouTube be our teacher. We need to make the word of God be our teacher. TikTok can give us good ideas, but some of them can lead us away from the word of God. Facebook can provide good ideas, but we need to measure it up with the word of God. Because we are people that are proclaimers and declarers of the truth of God. So what we have here, the word of the Lord must never be substituted in our families for popular ideas and cultural values. Hear what I want to say here. Novella can't substitute the word of God. No. Many of us get our teaching from novella instead of from the word of God. Some of them good, some of them entertaining, but they can't substitute the word of God. Hear me here. Some of us preachers can't be the vice of God. The word of God needs to be the vice of God for us. That includes me. What I mean, my duty, as Dr. Howard Wesley said, is not to make you think what I think, is to make you think. Think about what? Think about the Word of God. So not only satisfy with when we come here and read and study the Word of God, you go and make, be like a Berean and study it for yourself. Why? Go with me in 2 Timothy chapter 4. Let's read verse 2 to the verse 5. In a culture that was invaded with the popular idea, the goddess Diana, everybody was worshipping Diana in Ephesus. Paul come and put Timothy in that culture and said, look, Timothy, you are young, and I know that you have a lot of pressure, but I want you to do this. In that culture where everybody never wanted the word of God, listen to what Paul said. Verse 2, 2 Timothy chapter 4. Preach the word. That is a command. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great no listen of teachers. To say what their itching ears want to hear. Anytime you are entertained and you only want to hear what you want to hear and not being corrected and rebuked, that means you are in a danger zone. 
Anytime the word of God is correcting you, and then you start here, the preacher, or the teacher, whoever, that means that you are in a danger zone. That means that you are like these people in Ephesus. I only want a preacher that make me entertain and fill me up. Fill me up, Lord. And you continue filling, and you come back next week and fill me up again to the overflow. And then you come back next week and you say, No, Jesus, heave me down now. No, we, um, it cannot entertain you now, but this is where we are heading. I'm not saying like a joke or a thing like that, but this is a serious thing. When you hear me, heart family, our families are being destroyed because we only want to be entertained, but we don't want to be corrected, we don't want to be rebuked, and we don't want to follow the path that God called us to do. And when we start catch hell in our family, and the whole start bound down on us, don't blame God. Blame, fill me up, Lord. Give me down, Lord. Pastor, but you, family, hear this, verse 5. But you, keep your head in our situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. Two number one, the Lord. Two number two, the word. And two number three, the command. This is what we find in verse 31 through verse 34. Paul gives us the tools that we need to equip family in this time today. It might be simple. It's not many psychological strategies. You have psychological implications. You have educational implications. But we need to come back to the Lord, to his word, and to his command. Paul and Silas used the Lord's command as a tool because they knew that the only way to switch allegiance from the world to the Lord is by obeying the Lord's command. Look at verse 33, the first part of it. And look at that section that it said, Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. They were not baptized by themselves. After Paul challenged them with Jesus, after Paul challenged them with the word, Paul obeyed the command. What was the command? Remember the mission that we spoke about last week? Go, therefore, and do what? Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. You see, go. Paul said, look, I need to follow the command. And the command is baptism. What baptism teaches? Baptism means that we switch allegiance from idols and our gods, and we switch over to God's team. We switch team. So what Paul is showing us, we need to renounce the world if we are going to follow Jesus. The word baptism means to renounce and to identify. Look at this jailer. This jailer renounced from the gods or the idols that they worship commonly in his culture. And this man decided, listen to what his decision made. As for this, and for this moment, I'm going to be like Joshua. As for me and my home, we are going to serve. That is the decision. From the moment that he said, I'm going to get baptized, he said, from this moment on, me and my family, we are going to serve the Lord. Let me pass this to say this. Many or maybe some of the idols and the gods that we have in our home, we need to start renounce from them. And we need to make the decision that as this moment on, me and my family, we are going to serve the Lord. We will have it perfect, no? We'll be devoid from problem, no? But we are going to serve the Lord. So what in your family you need to renounce from? What gods or idols you need to renounce from? 
So what I want you to do, go home. The practical service is go home. Examine with your family. What are the idols that you have in the midst that is causing you to be separated and walk away from Jesus and start renouncing them together? Amen? But look at verse 34. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. And he was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God. He and his whole household. You know what the jailer did? Not only renounced the world, but they began to celebrate the Lord. In this home, we are going to renounce the world. But in this world, we are going to worship the Lord. We are going to build altars in our homes. We are going to erect altars. Even if they don't like it. Sometimes Enan, I don't want to pray. Dad. I don't want to pray. I don't want to this. And Emmett, and Emmett is a strong character person. He can look straight. I'm not going to pray. He's not going to pray. I don't fight with him. I said, Baba, I'm going to pray. What song do you want to sing? I said, I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to sing. We learn, don't fight with him. But pray over him. Men, and like in our home, maybe your home, you have some boys and girls, they don't want to hear nothing about God. But not because they don't want to hear about God, that means you are going to stop telling them about God. You tell them, you pray for them, and if they don't want it, you continue to pray for them. But as for me and my home, we are going to celebrate the Lord in this home. So if you have to fall on your knee and just pray to God, you want, pray to God. If they don't want to pray and you don't pray over them and bless them, God keep them, protect them, hold them together. My husband is struggling with this. My wife is struggling with this. I pray for them. I'm not going to condemn them. I'm not going to criticize them. But I pray to the one who can change them. And you are the one who can change them. So Lord, help me deliver him. My son is disobedient. He's walking away from me. He's cursing me out. He's the, he's whatever. But Lord, you can change them. Change them. But we wait for change to come and we are not provoking the Lord's presence in our home. So what is the practical step, family? Invite Jesus in your home, renouncing the Lord, and begin worship together in your home. Erect altars. Pray together. Ask God to guide us as a family. This is a new week. This is a new day. God, guide us. Lead our family. Lead my wife. Protect her. Give her strength. She has a lot. My husband, she, he has a lot. Guide them. My son, my daughter, they have so many things on the trouble, on the plate. Help them. Help them. Help them. Help them. We need to start to that. Why? Because it is impossible for Jesus to be Lord of our homes if he is not Lord in our lives. What happened when the gospel impacted our life? What happened when Jesus changed our life? It doesn't only change our life individually. It doesn't change our family. But God bless us so that we can make an impact on other people's family. You notice in verse 34, when the jailer life was impacted, the very people that he wanted dead, he began to serve them. Remember Paul and Silas? He wanted to serve them. He said, the jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. When, he, when they were in prison, he didn't want to see them. He didn't want to have contact with them. But he served them. Wow. 
That happens when Jesus is Lord of our life. The people that we hold as enemy become our friends. The people them that we hate, when we are transformed by the Spirit of God through the gospel of Jesus Christ, we begin and God gives us grace to love them. The people them that bite us and harm us, those are the people that God gives us the grace to love and serve. That only happens when Jesus is Lord of our lives. And we don't go back and do what they do to us, but we serve them. We serve them and we love them. The Bible said they brought a meal before Paul and Silas. And you know what he said? Wash their wounds. That was an act of humility. He was not meant to do that. He had soldiers around him to do that. And he decided, I am going to do it. You know why? Because because of these guys, these guys, these very ones that I didn't want to see, they show me the way. And I have to share my gratitude with them. The gospel leads us to bring healing to our community. The gospel does not lead us to remain in a state of hurt, offense, conflict, and brokenness. Why don't these two things when you're at home? Why they don't fast? One, the actual steps that we can walk away from is this. Make Jesus Lord and his word the center of your life and he will be Lord of your family life. That's number one. Number two, make sure throughout the day amidst your busyness, you find a time to celebrate the Lord in your homes. We are never too busy for God. And God is never too occupied for us. God have time for us. Every head bow, every eye close. Father, what a, what a lesson we learned from Paul about equipping families today. Father, help us to put the pinnacles of your word, of your lordship, and your command above everything else. Now, whatever the temptation and whatever the things that may come to affect and to destroy our family, it will not destroy us. But we will be secured. Like Paul and Silas, even when they were beaten up and thrown into prison, they continued to do your work. They were not affected because of what they, was, they were going through. But they were stable and they were strong and they were steadfast, firm in the Lord because they know who was or is their Lord. Father, I pray that families today will make Jesus Lord of their lives so that they can make Jesus Lord of their homes. We all want you to be Lord of our homes, to heal all the conflict that we have, to heal all the differences that we have. But help us to make you Lord uh, of our life first. Thank you for listening today. Our hope is that this message has allowed you to hear from the God who loves and redeems you through His Son, Jesus. To hear more from The Alternative, subscribe through your preferred podcast app. We would love to connect with you. You can follow and contact us on Instagram or Facebook at The Alternative underscore SAI or watch past messages at youtube.com slash The Alternative underscore SAI. 
Have an awesome week. 